The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, 18660 South Cicero Avenue, Club Hills, 708-798-9700, where every one of the boats that they sell are fun certified. Paul's Pizza in Westchester, 31st and Wolf Road, 708-531-9080. Place an order and tell them Chauncey sent you, and you can pick it up curbside delivery. Diamond Ghost Charters at diamondghostcharters.com. HookandHuntTV.com, Midwest Outdoors Magazine, the magazine for the Midwest sportsman, Ren Lake Area Tourism at VisitRenLake.com and EnjoyRenLake.com, BizBaits, the soft plastic bait company for the professional angler, BizBaits.com. Follow me. Streams. Find a world that embraces free open spaces. Come and follow me. Hello, everyone. This is Chauncey from Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Come on out and follow me into the great outdoors. Whether it's close to home or across this great country, come on out and follow me. I hope you're ready to enjoy today's show and follow me into the great outdoors. On this week's program, we're going to have Jeffrey Spirek. Jeffrey is a high school student who just blew my socks off. He decided to make his own hard baits and lures and molds and everything and paint them, etc. He He did this all on his own and he's trying to make a business of it. For a high school student, you can't go wrong. You're going to love this one. Then Colleen Callahan, the director of the Illinois Department of Natural Resources, will be coming on for the first time on our show. It's been a long-awaited invite, and uh, it's not going to be the last, trust me. I mean, our schedules are just hard to connect. But we're going to be talking about the department and what they had to do to live with COVID, and we'll be looking forward to what they're going to be doing into the future. It's really an interesting thing to learn about what makes up the Illinois Department of Natural Resources. It's not just fish and animals. It's a whole lot more. Well, then, in our last segment of the show, we'll have the Aiden Fishing Report, some outdoor news, and more fishing reports. And remember to tell all your friends to listen to and like us uh, at Facebook slash Chauncey's Great Outdoors and tell them all that they can listen to the ESPN Chicago app and catch Chauncey's Great Outdoors anytime they want 24-7. Sit back, pour yourself another cup of coffee, and let's get on with today's show. If you fish and hunt in Illinois, you'll love Midwest Outdoors magazine. Right now, you can get a full year of Midwest Outdoors, 12 issues, for only $14.95. That's a $15 savings off the regular newsstand price. Whatever species you fish, whatever game you hunt, Midwest Outdoors experts will share their time-tested techniques and favorite spots with you. 
Each month, Midwest Outdoors has dozens and dozens of articles, reports, maps, and proven methods to help you enjoy the outdoors. Illinois residents receive a free state section focusing on fishing and hunting right here in Illinois. Pick up Midwest Outdoors at leading newsstands. Or to save $15 off the annual cover price, subscribe to Midwest Outdoors. You'll get 12 issues for only $14.95. Call now, 1-800-606-3474. That's 1-800-606-FISH. Visa, MasterCard, and American Express are accepted. Or to subscribe online, punch up MidwestOutdoors.com on the web. Midwest Outdoors, helping people like you enjoy the outdoors. Waterworks is proud to announce the 2021 line of Lund and Low boats, all powered by Mercury Motors, are coming in weekly. But many of these boats are pre-sold, and if you want to ensure that the boat of your dreams with a Mercury motor will be here when you want it, you need to act now with assembly plants building boats with mercury motors on back order and long delivery dates. You need to stop in at Waterworks at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills or call them at 708-798-9700 and don't miss out on ordering the boat of your dreams from Waterworks. Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake, where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation, all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577. And plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester is the place for that true classic Chicago hot dog and the best Italian beef sandwich large enough to share. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs in Westchester also has specialties like an Italian sausage and beef combo, gyros, pasta, Italian steak, eggplant, parmesan, ribs, salads, daily specials, and even the best flame-broiled hamburgers. Make Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester your favorite. It's ours. Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. This segment is brought to you by Waterworks. Waterworks Boat Sales at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Hey, Smitty! Let's fish it! listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors on ESPN AM 1000 in Chicago. Hey everybody, welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors and oh, I can hear the phone ringing. Who's on the phone? 
Oh, we've got a young, we have a young angler and entrepreneur. We've got Jeffrey Spirek. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing great today. How are you? Buddy, I'm just plugging along, as they say here on Saturday mornings. But uh, what I want everyone to know that um, the reason I have Jeffrey on is because I got a little bit of a, you know, doing a little cruising on Facebook, and I ran across the Chicagoland Fishing Network, and uh, I see that Jeffrey is a young, 15-year-old, well-seasoned, though, well-seasoned angler, I will say that. I understand he loves fishing, but he loves fishing so much that what he's doing is he started making lures. Isn't that right? Yes, it is. What what made you to do this, Jeff? Well, I think it kind of stemmed from boredom and not going out, not having, well, kind of not going out fishing as much. But I, I got bored one day, and I was surfing YouTube, and I saw a bunch of videos on this one guy making fishing lures, and I was like, yeah, you know, I got I got a saw, some sandpaper, and some stuff in my basement, so why don't I try? And I made a lure that day. <laughs> and the rest is history. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, you know, th- this is amazing because, you know, you, you got, basically you got bored with COVID probably, didn't you? Actually, no, I started way before COVID. Really? What was, you... Yeah, I've been doing this since probably summer of 2019. Wow. So you started this when you were like 14, 13. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's pretty cool. That's about when I did that. And, you know, you're, you you started making these lures, and I've got to tell you, <laughs> you, you caught my, the paint job caught my eye on your hard baits. I went, huh? What is this? You know? <laughs> and I, I really, you know, took a look at it, and I was like, man, this is really, this is really good. And I said, I got to get a hold of this guy, because this is just a unique way of, Extending your outdoors, especially in the winter, maybe make a few bucks, uh, you know, hand-painted, hand-tooled, uh, you know, hard baits. And you, do you also do soft baits? Um, yes, I do soft baits. I mainly do them in the summertime since I, 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 I like to do them outside. Mm-hmm. It's better ventilation for the melting plastic. Oh, yeah. No, trust so me, it's yes. kind of hard to do that outside um, during these <laughs> Chicagoland winters. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, cannot I won't I won't disagree with you on that, my friend. Now, one of the things that um, you do is kind of explain. You you take this the body of this bait, and you you've got to must prepare it for the for the painting. Yeah, right. absolutely. Um, I basically. I pour these baits into um, a re- into a, a silicone mold that I made. So I make a wooden master. I tweak it to make whatever shape I want. Then I'll put it in a mold box, pour the silicone around it. Normally that takes around 12 hours to set. Then I will make sure it's set, demold the master, and then I'll pour my first baits out of um, Alumilite resin. I, everybody that's listening, we are we are talking to a fifteen year old. Just so you know. <laughs> wow. Now, uh, so you make the mold, you pour the bait, and then you know once you 
tweak it and stuff. Uh, Are they all surface baits or what are they? Um, Currently, the ones that I produce mainly are, they are surface baits. They do, they're like, they're similar to a Zara Spook. Not necessarily in the shape, but in the action. In the action? They're they're very nice walking baits. That's what they are. Okay, because, I mean, they can't. Now, the other thing I want to ask you here, buddy, I'm, I'm looking at these baits going, uh, <laughs> I, it, this paint job, you're also going to tell me you never took an art class in your life, right? I, I took, I think I, I took art in elementary school, and I guess I took art in seventh grade, but that's about it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Everything else I learned off of YouTube. You learned off of YouTube. I mean, these, you know, for example, I just, I'm telling people that I'm looking at these. It's everyone we're talking with, Jeffrey Spyrick, um, who's a young 15-year-old high school student who has put together this, you know, he's selling baits and making the baits from scratch and pouring his molds. And, and these are surface baits that, that he's got right now in summertime. He'll be doing his plastic baits, crawdads and uh, crawfish and stuff like that. But, you know, these baits that you've painted i mean they i'm looking at them going oh that's a yellow perch to my mind and this one's one of those but just the the multiple colors and the how you're you know you've gotten uh the eyes you have a yellow background with a big black shiny dot um and then you you have a i'm going to call it somewhat of a face to that like and then the body of the baits they've got like I said, I'm just I'm stumbling for my words because I'm like, yeah, I could, that would pass easily for a perch going through the water. You know, <laughs> the stripes on it, and you know, it goes from a a, a dark on the top to a, a lighter, you know, gold color towards the bottom. I'm like, this is really good, Jeff. <laughs> Thank you. I, I spend a lot of time. the The hardest thing for me when I first started was actually learning to use an airbrush. It was very it was really new to me because I was like, oh, I just want this color here, that color there, and I'm going to throw a bunch of details on top of it. But it never really looked good. It's not until I thought about it to the point where you're kind of just layering the paint, where it's like you want to fade dark into light. You want to make it look like it has some depth in it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's when, when I really started thinking about it like that. That's when it started to kind of hit me where it's like you want to get the base colors down and then you put the details over that and that's how you make it look good wow and and okay you have baits that you paint for that you know i'm i don't your standard painted baits <laughs> i'm talking i'm saying that my, my my brain is going you're talking to a 15 year old kid about oh st- your standard bait line is this and but you'll do custom work won't you yeah i do custom work i've actually um i do custom foiling where i'll cut out letters and i'll put i'll put initials i'll put names up to like five letters onto the baits mm-hmm. um i also do like if someone wants a very specific paint scheme i can see what i can do with that like if someone wants like an ultra realistic like walleye thing i'll I, i'll do my best with that but normally with paint schemes i get kind of fluid with it i got like three or so main paint schemes that i do mm-hmm. that I just give people options to choose from, but if someone asks me to do something, I'll, I'll, I'll very rarely turn someone down when they give me a paint scheme that they want. No, no, you, I guess you can't. Have you ever heard of the company Bizbait? 
Um, it's a soft plastic company. The name rings a bell. Okay, they they make plat worms and crayfish and all kind you know pad daddies and all kinds of different plastic baits, biz baits. Just, I mean, the reason I'm asking if you know about him or, or looked at his product is because Brian Sousa started his bait company when he was in high school, <laughs> and he wanted to. He couldn't find a summer job, so he started pouring plastic worms, and that led into him going to school, fishing for uh, University of Illinois uh, bass fishing team, and he, when he graduated from college, he continued with biz baits and has a very successful fishing com- manufacturing company, fishing lure manufacturing. That's- and that's, I'm sitting there, I'm going like, this is deja vu for me, just so you know, Jeff. I'm, 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 yeah. having, I'm having flashbacks. The, yeah, that's the dream. That'd be great. But Which I think is we'll amazing. What, Are you part of any uh, bass teams in high school? Not really. My The bass team at my high school does not typically do, like, tournaments. It's more just a club mm-hmm. at my school. Um, I've never tournament bass fished, but I, I figure if I ever tried it, I wouldn't be too bad at it. Well, just so you know, under the Bassmaster umbrella, you you don't have to belong to a club, a group. If you have you know two or three guys that want to bass fish in a tournament, uh, you can uh, you know participate in the high school level. So you may oh. you may want to check that out on Bassmaster dot com. That I mean, and and we'll have those guys on on the air in the next few weeks and stuff like that. What do you find the hardest thing about making the baits? The hardest thing about making the baits. I feel like the hardest thing about making the baits is probably, you know, that's a hard question because, like, every once in a while you'll end up liking one part of the process more than the other, and, like, that part will not be fun, but I feel like the, I feel like I would put that more in the most time-consuming category because mm-hmm. none of them are not, none of the aspects of doing this is necessarily not, not as good as other parts. It's just some parts are more time-consuming, and that's, in itself is not as not as good, mm-hmm. and I would probably do that. Put that with like the prep work, or, or like after you demold the, yeah. after you do that, after you demold the blank, and you have to sand it, and you have to trim off some of the flashing, and you have to do all that. That can get really time consuming, especially if you got like twenty or so blanks that you got to get done. So that'd probably be the hardest part of it. You are an amazing young man, Jeffrey. You are an amazing young man. I am just so in, in awe. And you've caught bait on your fish. I've caught fish on your bait, rather. Yeah, I have. Um, I actually, there's several videos and pictures on various social media plat- platforms that I'm on mm-hmm. that um, I'll, like, show myself making a lure or I'll show a lure that I made and then I'll go out and I'll film myself catching fish on it or I'll post a picture of a fish I caught on my bait. And those are those are normally my, that's the reason I get most of my sales. Mm-hmm. People will see that and they'll message me about getting some baits. How do we do that? That's it. My next question was, Jeffrey, how do I get to you to say I need to order some baits? Um, at this point, I do not have a website yet. I've been working on getting... Um, getting a domain for a website and being able to grow this business to a portion that can possibly go as far as you said BizBates went. Mm-hmm. Currently, I'm selling over messages on various social media platforms. You can message me on Instagram. You can message me on um, Facebook. You can message me on 
TikTok, for those of you who use that app. Mm-hmm. Um, you can message me on any of those apps. Normally, my tag is Built to Bite Bait. Built to Bite Baits. I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's a great, it's a fun name. Built but to you Bite. you can find me on all of those apps. I also made, recently made um, a YouTube channel about a week ago. Mm-hmm. There's one video on that, and that that. YouTube handle is also built to bite babe. But if somebody was on Facebook and they wanted to uh, check it out, if they went to Jeffrey Spireck, which is S P I R E K Spireck, and they can find you on Facebook and send you a little message that says, "Hey, I want to order some baits, huh?" Yes, they can. Amazing. How much are these baits? These baits can normally go. The soft plastics I sell them for five dollars for a pack of four of them. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to the hard baits, I will sell them for ten dollars. Unless they are custom, if the custom ones go for fifteen. Excellent pricing, excellent product. I want everybody to go to Facebook, go to Jeffrey Spirek. It's S P I R E K on Facebook. You're going to sit there and go, wow, and send him a message, buy some baits, and send me a picture of one of the. If you catch one of the baits, uh, a fish on one of his baits, when the water uh, softens up for us a little bit, okay, Jeffrey. Thanks so much for coming on, okay. No problem. Thank you very much. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Waterworks is proud to announce the 2021 line of Lund and Low boats, all powered by Mercury Motors, are coming in weekly. But many of these boats are pre-sold, and if you want to ensure that the boat of your dreams with a Mercury motor will be here when you want it, you need to act now. With assembly plants building boats with Mercury Motors on back order and long delivery dates, you need to stop in at Waterworks at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, or call them at 708-798-9700 and don't miss out on ordering the boat of your dreams from Waterworks. If you fish and hunt in Illinois, you'll love Midwest Outdoors magazine. Right now, you can get a full year of Midwest Outdoors, 12 issues, for only $14.95. That's a $15 savings off the regular newsstand price. Whatever species you fish, whatever game you hunt, Midwest Outdoors experts will share their time-tested techniques and favorite spots with you. Each month, Midwest Outdoors has dozens and dozens of articles, reports, maps, and proven methods to help you enjoy the outdoors. Illinois residents receive a free state section focusing on fishing and hunting right here in Illinois. Pick up Midwest Outdoors at leading newsstands. Or to save $15 off the annual cover price, subscribe to Midwest Outdoors. You'll get 12 issues for only $14.95. Call now, 1-800-606-3474. That's 1-800-606-FISH. Visa, MasterCard, and American Express are accepted. Or to subscribe online, punch up MidwestOutdoors.com on the web. Midwest Outdoors, helping people like you enjoy the outdoors. What's the biggest biz in fishing lures that all the pros know? It's biz baits. Biz baits are soft plastic lures that are individually handcrafted and scented with their special jackum juice that just jacks the bass to strike. Biz baits are made for bass fishing by bass anglers. Not someone sitting behind a desk. So go to bizbaits.com and order the best soft plastic bait on the market for yourself or a gift for your fishing buddy this holiday season. Get them at bizbaits.com. My favorite soft plastic bait made here in America. Go to bizbait.com. Jim Crowley from HookandHuntTV.com shows anglers and hunters how, when, and why to be a better angler and hunter. You will enjoy his approach to the outdoors that will help you be a better sportsman. Watch him on HookandHuntTV.com, online at Pride Outdoor Network, 
on Roku, and on Fire Stick TV. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. This segment is brought to you by diamondghostcharters.com. Go fishing with Captain Tony and get ready to yell, fish on! Somebody say This is Kevin Van Dam, and you're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And, hey, I hear the phone ringing. And who's on the phone? But it's not. It's the director of the Illinois Department of Natural Resources, Colleen Callahan. Colleen, good morning. Hi, Chauncey. Good morning to you. Oh, I am so excited because uh, this is an interview that was supposed to happen a long time ago, and all of our lives got busy, and she was, you know, just hired with the department, and she's doing a great job, and then the 400,000-pound gorilla called COVID walked into the room on her. (laughs) Yes, that uh, that gorilla walked in on all of us, Chauncey. It really did. And, you know, the things that you've done with the department prior to this, and I, I don't know how you're keeping it all straight because the there's, there's so much. You know, we want to all go outside. We want to go out. We want to feel the sunshine. We want to feel the air. We want to fall in the snow. Uh, we want to, you know, take a bike ride somewhere. But... All these places on DNR land, which is state land, you you have your staff that you have to worry about and take care of with COVID. And, Colleen, Colleen, how did you ever pull this all off? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I did not. Uh, our, our staff did, and uh, and they did a, a phenomenal job. It, it it hasn't been easy, so thank you for acknowledging that. Um, it, and let's go back to, to early on. Mm-hmm. And there were so many uncertainties, and it was unclear what we should, shouldn't do. Uh, but yet we knew that we had to take every precaution because of those uncertainties. So we did act quickly. Uh, we acted decisively in in closing all of our state parks, our fish and wildlife areas, our recreational sites, including our historic ones. Uh, and we were the first state to do that. It, it wasn't a decision that we made lightly. We knew it would not be one that would be well-received, but at the same time, we knew it was the right one to make. Um, and it proved to be, because there were many states who who took longer to do that, and there were, there were consequences. There were some who did close eventually, but then opened up shortly thereafter, and then there were crowds that gathered, and they had to close again. So... Our closure in mid-March until the 1st of May gave us the opportunity to work together. Our our land department, which oversees all of our our sites, our licensing department, our legal area, um, to really think about what we needed to do when we could finally say, welcome back, welcome home. Uh, to your park, to your recreational area. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things early on, Chauncey, 
it, you know, this came right at the time uh, of turkey season. Um, so we, we had to draft and submit a rule change to allow us to offer refunds to turkey hunters. It turned out that the law said, the statute said, that we couldn't give refunds. Um, so we worked together, we rewrote the rule, and eventually those refunds were made. So, you know, there were things like that that you wouldn't think of initially. Um, but the ones that you might think of uh, as it related to the reopening, finally every site was reopened on May 29th. And by then, we had had time to do things, a slow, phased reopening to help us get ready to get all the signage up that we needed to, that reminded everyone to, to social distance, to have a mask, to have a hand sanitizer in their pocket. It also allowed us time to get some work done at those sites that we couldn't usually get done in, in the manner that we did. Let's say there'd been a storm and, and there were some fallen limbs and one happened to be at the entry. Um, during a regular time, we would just have enough time to move that, that tree limb out of the way. But this allowed us time to not only get it removed, but also to do the trimming so that everything was safe and in its place, and in some case improved. Um, so when we did open, we could be proud to say welcome home and welcome back. Uh, yeah, and you're, I, you know, I never thought about that, that this gave you that benefit that the opportunity to do it to make the place better for us that are walking onto it Not- it did we we really yeah. took that time mm-hmm. um to to do the maintenance that needed to be done to, to do some of the upgrades that as i said we we can't do when there are our 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 guests our visitors our families uh in in the parks and recreational sites and you know we had such an increase in interest in in camping uh, surpassing anything that we have seen before. Um, so it just proves, as you said at the outset, Chauncey, how much we value our public lands. And, you know, our fishing licenses uh, are up over 80,000 from sales a year ago. And and saying that, it also was a time, Chauncey, because we knew that we were supposed to stay inside. It was springtime. We so wanted to be outside in some cases, Chauncey, and we've probably all done this, you just take for granted what's in your own backyard. And and a lot of us will drive by some of our sites and say, you know, I had to take time to go. Gee, I know there are people that travel from out of state to go to that park, and I've never been there. Well, this gave us the invitation to say, as soon as we can go outside and they're open, I'm headed there. And that's what happened. And you've... You just said it. It's we have all these great areas, and you know I'm telling you. You know I, I talk about Michigan. I talk about Wisconsin, Minnesota. I've been to these areas. I've enjoyed being in the outdoors in some of them. Some of those parks charge some of the state. In the Wisconsin, you're charged to go into a state park. Um, Michigan, I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, but you know Indiana. I mean they, they they're beautiful parks, but. I had this line that I someone gave it to me about 20 years ago that I've used. Enjoy Illinois. It's right in your own backyard, and it really well, it's is a great line, <laughs> isn't it? it, 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 it you know, Chauncey. Let's just take um, um, in, in Southern Illinois uh, along the Cache um, River. If somebody, if somebody 
blindfolded you and said, hey, we're just going to go for a ride, and uh, when we get there, we'll take the blindfold off, and we want you to guess where you are. If, if that really happened and somebody drove you from your home to Southern Illinois in mm-hmm. that area, you would say, oh, my gosh, we're in the bayou. Yeah. I mean, the Cypress, the, the, you say, I, I'm sure not in Illinois. There are such diverse landscapes. Um, yeah. right. You don't have to travel out of state to have those kinds of experiences. No. And, and They're as much, right here in Illinois. Right. And as much as you love the, you know, whether you're a fisherman and you love being out on a, a lake, a pond, a river, or you're, you know, a hunter and you like to be doing this and this, to me, there is nothing more marvelous than walking across what the state of Illinois is so well known for, which is even though we have these areas like the the bluffs that you see in Wisconsin and and many other places, but you see the, to walk a prairie in full bloom, it's breathtaking. It really is, you know. And one of one of our sites, um, you would you would think again if you were blindfolded and somebody said, "Where are you?" You'd say, "Oh my gosh, I'm in Oregon." Yeah, uh, all all of the pine trees that exist. Mm-hmm. So. It, it really is um, an opportunity uh, for us. If there's a silver lining, it is that we do have a greater appreciation for, one, the outdoors, and two, for the outdoors in Illinois. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, one of the things is, and I always, too many people call the, conserva- the, the Illinois Department of Natural Resources, the old conservation department, whatever you want to call it, everybody, you know, they only think of it as fish, camping, and a state park. And I'm sorry, folks, this whole operation, the Illinois Department of Natural Resources, is an octopus of so many arms and tentacles. And, I mean, there's, you've got, <laughs> Colleen, well what, well do you, what do you, tell me some of these, tell me the other things that you guys are responsible for that no one knows about. Well, it, it, it's a, it's a, the breadth and depth that, that you're right, it's, it's mines and minerals, it's oil and gas, it's water resources, um, it, it is uh, all of the, the historic sites, it's the Illinois State Museum, um, it is, uh, when you think about our, our naturalists, uh, we're also looking at invasive species and endangered species, we have all of our hunting programs, um, you know, our our parks, our land management, our mm-hmm. resource conservation, our hunting, our law enforcement, we really had to reinvent the wheel uh, when it comes to um, the recreational activities that includes hunting. And hunting is not just recreation. It's also about um, wildlife management, mm-hmm. uh, from waterfowl to um, pheasants and deer. Uh, we had to change how we, we did business so people could still enjoy that activity. We had to... Uh, do standby hunting. That we had to change that to eliminate the possibility of, of large crowds gathering. We even uh, used uh, drive-through registrations. Uh, we used local radio frequencies so you could turn to that frequency. Uh, and we announced the blind winners for the duck blind drawing, so we didn't have to have the crowds gathering. Mm-hmm. Uh, we reviewed our state statutes and we worked with our our legal department to put plans in place which not only protected our hunting traditions, but it also uh, was a public health uh, issue that we had to, to acknowledge as well. And so we are really proud of how we were able to be creative 
and still feel as normal as we possibly could during this certainly more than abnormal time. Oh, gosh, yes. And gosh, and like I said, I just wanted people to hear how many other things fall under that umbrella. I still like my octopus version better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know but, another thing that I, that I would point out when, when we talk about going to our sites, and, and sometimes our, our naturalists would, would provide tours, and so we weren't able to do that. And, and typically... In the spring, there would be busloads of students on field trips. Mm-hmm. So our, our department, uh, with our education department, with our museum, with our naturalists, um, all of a sudden, uh, there were field trips to Starbrock and Matheson that were called virtual visits with a naturalist. Um, we did uh, the Cache River area and coordinated some small, sort of almost like homeschool groups mm-hmm. uh, on site. So we did as, as much as we could uh, to continue our educational efforts uh, during that time as well. And, and these are all small parts of a massive, bigger picture that, like I, I mentioned earlier, I said people just think, oh, it's the hatchery, it's this, it's that. And no, no, it's so much more. And, and that's what makes it interesting in Illinois, that you can go from the, the plains of central Illinois, the farms, to the, even the northeast part of Chicago, the northeast part of Illinois, and then you could roll out. And once you get past Stockton, you think you're in another country. When you start going yeah, down the no, Mississippi, right. yeah, you get down and, the Mississippi you know, River, oh, let's not even talk about it. Exactly. And, you, you know, we, we talk about the face of the agency bearing, being a, a deer, a duck, and a fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have 35,000 acres that are in farm production. We manage 35,000 acres of row crops, and, and we're also reevaluating um, the management uh, of those acres. And so we're... Um, uh, working with those who actually farm that land, the tenants on that land, uh, and we're doing uh, cover crops. Uh, we're not permitting the, the spraying of a product called dicamba. Uh, we're looking at carbon uh, sequestration and capture. Um, so when you think about what does the Department of Natural Resources do, uh, uh, soil and water are natural resources, and that's within our jurisdiction. And so what I, I like to say is that we are responsible every day for the conservation, the preservation, and the presentation of our state's natural resources, and that is no small responsibility. I'm glad you're doing it. Because <laughs> I can't even get my head wrapped around it. Uh, I'm glad that you are enjoying them, Chauncey. Oh, God, yes, I'm enjoying Sometimes I'm enjoying them too much. But, you know, <laughs> I just... I just had to, I had to have you on because I wanted to talk about all the neat things that have, the, 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 literally, I'm going to say it, the, the hardship that you guys had to go through, your staff has gone through, uh, you and, and your people in, in the offices that, you know, uh, working and getting through all of this COVID thing that hopefully we're turning a corner on. But then, you know, just so many other things that are, are part of it that you would never think of that make up a department like this. It's, it's not just four or five people. There's thousands of people that are working for millions of people in the state of Illinois. Yeah, that, that's well said. We have uh, about 1,200 staff right now. We have uh, permission, if you will, uh, to hire up to 1,250. Um, and, boy, 50 more people make such a big difference. Um, but you're right. We have that many people. 
uh, in the service of millions of people in, in the state of Illinois. Yeah, and and all of this winds up for our better. And you know, not, not that I wish you any more work to do, but this is why you know Illinois is really something like ninety seven percent, maybe ninety eight percent. No, ninety seven percent is privately owned, and and more than half of that is owned by farmers. Right, and so it's like, I mean, what was the percent again? Ninety-seven percent is privately owned. That means we have three percent of the land in Illinois that is publicly owned for the enjoyment of the state. Which is another reason why our IRAP program, which is uh, the Illinois Recreational Access Program, we mm-hmm. work with those farmers, those landowners uh, that have land that could be used for recreation. And so, if it's suitable for hunting, fishing, camping, if there is a lake. Um, then we work with them, and we pay the farmer, the landowner, we lease that land, uh, and then we help them improve it by helping them uh, with preparations for um, the endangered species, helping them get rid of some of the invasive species, uh, and then having even more access to our uh, land for the public because, again, you're right, Chauncey, only 3%. Yeah. is public and 97% is private. So it's crucial that we work with, with landowners uh, that have some marginal land that could be used for recreational enjoyment. Yeah, I've, I've had Tammy Miller on a uh, couple of times over the years. She's, she's the grand champion, isn't she? Oh, God, yes. I, I, this, I, I love this woman. And she has, you know, gotten more people to touch the outdoors than yeah. anybody I know. Yeah. You know? <laughs> she's, she's Mother Nature. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, Chauncey. I, yeah. I, I like I like that uh, that title for her. Yeah, she's mother. And, and, you know, to think about that. You know, you can you know apply to IRAP, which you go onto the website, uh, look up IRAP, and you can apply. I want to go to fish a, a, a river, and there they some places farmers will let you fish the river from their property, or they'll let you. Right. You know, there's so many things that, and we can find all this on a great redone website for the Illinois Department of Natural Resources. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, dnr.illinois.gov. And one of the things uh, that we are looking forward to, so we've talked about 2020, but for 2021, Mm -hmm. uh, please know that we have an app now. It's the Outdoor Illinois app that our Conservation Foundation launched, and I know you've talked about that, so it's just a reminder Mm -hmm. that there is an app now for both Apple, Android devices, doesn't matter. Um, so download the app. You'll be able to look for hunting, fishing, boating, camping, look to purchase license, set reminders for renewal. We also have the huntillinois.org. It's the new hunting website that brings important hunting information together in one place. So the hunting digest, licensing stamps, mm-hmm. chronic wasting disease, hunting maps, the, the definitions of different things. So um, for all of the things that, that really needed to be done and continue to be done um, as we traverse the, the COVID experience, yeah. uh, we've still tried to look to the future. Exactly. Well, Colleen, thank you so much for coming on the program and talking all about the neat stuff that I love about Illinois. Uh, I think you and I need to take a little walk through a prairie when it's in full bloom. You know that? I, accept your, I accept your invitation, Chauncey. Because <laughs> that would make me feel better. 
we'll do it together. Thanks for asking, and I accept. Thank you very much. Everybody, Colleen Callahan, the director of the Illinois Department of Natural Resources. Uh, one time I called her director, and she said it's Colleen. Uh, that's said, oh. right. my, my mom did not name me director. She named me Colleen. <laughs> so that's what I love about this woman. But so thank you so much for coming on. And just let's enjoy this winter and get ready to get in the outdoors when COVID all goes away in the future. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thanks for the invitation, Chauncey. Let's do it again. You're right, ma'am. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Waterworks is proud to announce the 2021 line of Lund and Low boats, all powered by Mercury Motors, are coming in weekly. But many of these boats are pre-sold, and if you want to ensure that the boat of your dreams with a Mercury motor will be here when you want it, you need to act now. With assembly plants building boats with Mercury Motors on back order and long delivery dates, you need to stop in at Waterworks at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills or call them at 708-798-9700 and don't miss out on ordering the boat of your dreams from Waterworks. Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake, where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation, all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577. And plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester is the place for that true classic Chicago hot dog and the best Italian beef sandwich large enough to share. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs in Westchester also has specialties like an Italian sausage and beef combo, gyros, pasta, Italian steak, eggplant parmesan, ribs, salads, daily specials, and even the best flame-broiled hamburgers. Make Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester your favorite. It's ours. Jim Crowley from HookandHuntTV.com shows anglers and hunters how, when, and why to be a better angler and hunter. You will enjoy his approach to the outdoors that will help you be a better sportsman. Watch him on HookandHuntTV.com, online at Pride Outdoor Network, on Roku, and on Firestick TV. What's the biggest biz and fishing lures that all the pros know? It's biz baits. Bizbaits are soft plastic lures that are individually handcrafted and scented with their special jackum juice that just jacks the bass to strike. Bizbaits are made for bass fishing by bass anglers, not someone sitting behind a desk. So go to bizbaits.com and order the best soft plastic bait on the market for yourself or a gift for your fishing buddy this holiday season. Get them at bizbaits.com, my favorite soft plastic bait made here in America. Go to bizbait.com. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by 
Waterworks, 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700, where every one of the boats that they sell are fun certified. Paul's Pizza in Westchester, 31st and Wolf Road, 708-531-9080. Place an order and tell them Chauncey sent you, and you could pick it up curbside delivery. Diamond Ghost Charters at diamondghostcharters.com. HookandHuntTV.com, Midwest Outdoors Magazine, the magazine for the Midwest sportsman, Ren Lake Area Tourism at VisitRenLake.com and EnjoyRenLake.com, BizBaits, the soft plastic bait company for the professional angler, BizBaits.com. This segment is brought to you by Waterworks. Waterworks Boat Sales at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Now take down your fishing pole and meet me at the fishing hole. We may not get a bite all day, but don't you rush away. What a great place to rest your bones and mighty fine for skipping stones. You feel fresh as a lemonade setting in the shade. It was a name to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoor on ESPN Radio AM 1000 in Chicago. What a fine day to take a stroke and wander by the vision hole. Hey everybody, welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Uh, that high school uh, young man, Jeff, making his own lures, selling them. I mean, that's really a cool story. And then, of course, Colleen uh, Callahan, the director of the Department of Natural Resources. She loves the outdoors. And I think she's going to be a, a, a very good ambassador for us and he wants she wants everyone to get out and enjoy the outdoors okay but this is our outdoor news and fishing report let's get a couple of things done here first of all uh we need to change the motto of the conservation officers uh for probably with michigan and every other state in the united states but uh, last year i reported on that they found three dead elk that were poached uh and just left but uh Three relatives responsible for that Michigan Department of Natural Resources uh, conservation officers arrested them and referring, referred to this as a historic elk poaching case uh, were arraigned in the Ostego County 87A District Court. Christian White, 29 of Gaylord, Harry White, 70, and Ronald White, 56, both of West Branch. This is all in the upper uh, lower peninsula area pleaded not guilty to a total of eight wildlife crimes after admitting to poaching the three cow elk okay <laughs> they admitted to poaching the elk and they're claiming uh not guilty okay um <laughs> in the pigeon river count country in uh december of 2019 I, I, I'm holding back. I'm making comment, but I think you guys understand and ladies understand what I'm trying to get out there. They admitted to poaching the elk and they're not guilty. Okay. Um, here is our Aiden fishing report. That's right. My good buddy Aiden uh, brought to you by Waterworks Marine, 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Build Hills, 708-798-9700. Give him a call. Papa, we checked out... A lot of lakes after school this week, and we saw lots of bluegills being caught. Some ice fishermen have more electronic stuff than people on boats. <laughs> and he goes, ha, ha, ha. Uh, one guy was making breakfast sandwiches on a stove in his pop-up uh, ice shanty, 
And when I introduced myself, he said he heard my fishing reports on your show. That's pretty cool, exclamation point. I also got a breakfast sandwich from him. It was like a grilled cheese sandwich with breakfast in the middle. I liked it. <laughs> Kids were mooching food on the ice. Um, we stopped by the Grand River uh, near Grand Rapids, and the guys down there were happy to see me and said steel had continued to get caught, not a lot of them, along with a few walleye, but it was really cold out there. Linda Sue's dad told me that he fished the Muskegon River, but finding safe ice on a river is really hard to do. He found one patch that was pretty stable and a couple inches thick, and he caught some nice perch that everybody in the house enjoyed, and I'm going to be invited to the next fish fry. Here's our fishing report. Thanks, Aiden. This is our fishing report for the Midwest. Chicago. Poor weather shut down a lot of anglers along the lakefront in the Calumet area where they're catching perch. Two hot dog Joey, my buddy, said he went back out there after the storms, caught some perch. But what's coming up on this weekend, he's staying away until next week. I don't blame you. Seven to nine inches of snow, I'd stay away too. Two hot dog. Uh, he still recommends small to medium golden roaches were the best, and larger fatheads took some good fish. Anglers from the shore look, look to be on the normal locations, 87th Street by and also by the bridges. Northwest Indiana, um, they're still going out east of Gary Light, uh, weather permitting, and picking up some coho. That's a good sign there, and they're just using small to medium spoons. Cook County Forest Preserves, we're seeing activity uh, on most of the ice fishing lakes, and we're talking about uh, Wampum, Turtlehead, Tampere, Sag Quarry, Saganaski Slough, Powderhorn, Papoose, Maple, Ida, Horsetail, Green, Flatfoot, Bussy, Main and South, Bullfrog, Bo Bodie South only, Big Ben, Baloo, Beck, Axehead, and Arrowhead. Um, weather stopped many anglers from going out. Breaking the weather for a couple days. They returned to many of these areas. Really good northern pike were taken on tip-ups uh, on Friday out of Maple Lake, along with some catfish, uh, on, all on medium roaches. Lots of bluegills and a few largemouth bass were also taken in these locations. Yeah, that sounds pretty good to me. Uh, up on the chain of lakes, uh, the, there are plenty of anglers, but when we got that sharp, cold snap... There were a few out on buckets, but most anglers were in some kind of a pop-up trying to get warm and out of the wind more than likely. Bluegill, sun pike, and wall, smaller walleye were good. Waxworms were a good choice also, and minnows for those pike. To our buddies down in Wren Lake, remember, it's cold. We've got ice. It's not down there. <laughs> They're in their boats. Uh, it was 40-something degrees during the daytime. It drops down. It's going to come back up. Uh, you could do some really, and the fishing is still doing very well. Those crappie, they've had such good uh, spawns over the last couple of years that the numbers are very, very high, and everyone is still doing well off the 154 road, uh, Gun Creek and Waltonville area. Small one eight to three sixteenths ounce pink and white jig heads is what you want to go with. Even largemouth bass are still hitting rattle traps, surface baits, uh, around any kind of wood. They're holding real tight to it, probably trying to get some uh, heat off of them, but they're doing very well. Remember, our outdoor report for Ren Lake is brought to you by our friends at where? EnjoyRenLake.com. That's right, the Ren Lake Area Tourism, EnjoyRenLake.com. Go on the website, check it out, and go down there and enjoy it. Tell them Chauncey sent you. 
Fox River, you need to work those warm water discharges. Otherwise, it's not worth going out there. Uh, really, that's what those fish are holding into those areas looking for warmth, of course. Out of Delavan, uh, mostly bluegill been small, and I mean potato chip size. We do have a couple of perch reports that came up at the end of the week, but with the big wind and, and snowstorm coming up for the end of the weekend, I'm not sure what's going to happen up there. Uh, but they were doing quite well on lots of small bluegill there. Out of Pewaukee Lake, I love it's a nice little lake to go fish. Uh, my buddy Derek Stein said that he fished the night shift and took walleye jigging and several on tip-ups, but he said, Trance, even if I stood on them and stretched them, they still would not make a keeper fish but it was a lot of fun catching them. That sounds like a lot of fun. That sounds like a good day, if you ask me. Uh, we're seeing some of the streams in uh, western Michigan. We're talking about the St. Joe, uh, the Kalamazoo, uh, Muskegon, and even further north, the uh, Pierre Marquette. The steelhead, they're still in the creeks. You've got to work uh, just below the deeper holds, and you're going to find some stuff. A lot of them are drifting uh, baits through the holds, and when they come to the end of the hole, boom, they're setting the hooks and catching the fish that way, which is a very, really good good way to try to do that catching up there. Further north uh, in Wisconsin, we're seeing some activity for uh, bluegill, some walleye up there. They're getting them, once again, on uh, small ice jigs tipped with multiple waxworms, multiple waxworms. That waxworms, that's what you have to work with. And the backwaters of the Mississippi, you can get some slabber bluegills, but you're going to be doing a lot of walking to find those favorite little spots around the tree stumps in that area. Lots of information. Remember to send us info at Chauncey's Great Outdoors or just go to chaunceyn at aol.com and send us a fishing report if you got one. Well, I can hear the flute playing, which means we're coming to the end of the show. And as always, I like to leave you with a Native American proverb, and this one comes from my good buddy, Apin Sui Majawat. Uh, you know, we give thanks for our meals, we give thanks for our family, we give thanks for our friends and our friendships that we have with everybody. But he said to me in a little note, he says, Give thanks for the unknown blessings already on their way. Give thanks for the unknown blessings that are already on their way. Think about that one. Let's say thank you for what's coming tomorrow. And remember, we don't own the woods, the rain, the storm, the fish we catch. We really do borrow it all from our children's children's children. We'll see you next week. We're right here on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Take care, everybody, and wear a mask and be careful in the great outdoors. Bye-bye.